We're in a summer series called um, Permission to Speak, which is our take on the Psalms, uh, a book of the, the central book of the Bible in the Old Testament. And we named it Permission to Speak because the, the focus of this series is that we think King David, when he wrote the Psalms, is demonstrating uh, that we shouldn't hold back when we talk to God. If it's on our mind, if it's on our heart, then we should bring it to God. He will not be offended or mad. Our God stands ready to hear from us whatever it is that is going on in us. And sometimes, by mistake, Christians, followers of Christ, they want to be real careful with what they bring to God in prayer. They want to be real formal with what they bring to God in prayer. But instead of that, what King David is demonstrating is, hey, just bring whatever's in your heart to God. He can handle it. And today we're going to focus on Psalm 148, which is the middle psalm of the last five psalms. Uh, Psalms are the largest book. This is Psalm 148. We're going to focus on that. And uh, before we do 148, though, I want to remind you, the last five psalms of the Bible, the last five psalms, um, uh, they all begin with the same three words. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that's what we've been doing, and we do 20, 25 minutes every Sunday morning. We praise the Lord. The last five psalms all begin with that and deal with it. And when I think about the psalms, I went through the last five and said, well, how is it that we praise the Lord? And here's some of the ways that are mentioned in the last five psalms. One, we praise God by standing against evil. That's an interesting way to praise God, stand against evil. We uh, praise God, it says, with the trumpet, the harp, the lyre, the drum, the tambourine, dancing, strings, flutes, cymbals. We sing a new song in the gathering of the saints. We praise God by fearing and respecting him. We even praise God by upholding the cause of the oppressed, feeding the hungry, putting our hope in his unfailing love. Those are all ways we praise God. But the number one way probably that comes to your mind when I say, hey, let's praise the Lord, is what we just completed. And so I asked Michael Rogers to come out. Michael, I want to ask you a couple questions about Sunday morning praise before I get into this. Uh, Michael Rogers is one of our full-time worship leaders. Uh, Michael, when I say the word praise or worship, what comes to your mind? I, I need to use notes or else, you know, okay. it's not good. These young people, you know. Okay. You might think it's easier to talk in front of people when you're singing, but it's, it's weird. It's different. Okay. Uh, for me, worship is a way of life. Um, so that's what I think of when I think of the words worship or praise. Uh, it's in every decision that we make. Uh, we worship with uh, we worship with our wallets, our time, our uh, conversations, our computer clicks, what we click on Facebook, um, how we raise our sons and daughters, how we treat our wives and husbands, and uh, everything is an act of worship. And what we decide to worship uh, is where the difference is. You know, we decide as Christians come here to worship Jesus. It's different than other people. Um, what I found is when I choose the words of Jesus and uh, let that affect my decisions, things become clear. And uh, notice I didn't say easier, but clear. And like ever since my uh, daughter Naomi was born, I've had a better understanding of this. Um, as a father, I'm not looking to earn, or I'm not looking for her to earn my love or be a certain way that deserves my love. But when she, uh, what gives me the most joy is when she just like rests in me and comes to me. Like when she's when she's scared and comes and grabs my leg, um, and I realize this is what the father wants for us. You know, he just wants us to come to him and press into him. So, wow. 
So, Michael, I was almost expecting an answer more about the praise and worship we do here, but for you, you're saying it's a lot bigger praise and worship. Yes. I would say that 25 minutes we spend here is the smallest little sliver of worship. Yep. Great, great. Okay, now when we do walk in here on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and we come with all, you know, we get out of our cars and we've had a busy week and we've raised our kids and all that. Now we come in here, what should we be thinking about as we begin to sing? Um, my main thing would be to come in with a, with a soft heart. And this is a problem that I've worked with, with, you know, for the past few years. But to come to a place where we can receive what the Holy Spirit wants to tell us when we're in here. Because um, it's so easy to come in with a hard heart. Because reality, you know, we walk in with reality, and most of the time, reality is not what we want to have yeah. happen. Yeah. So, I just encourage us to let go and press into Him a little bit. Okay. So when we come in, kind of let go, kind of surrender the week, and just press into Him yeah. and be in His presence here. Yes. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Gosh, he did a good job of giving my teaching. It's like. <laughs> I almost feel like I could sit down now and like it would be good. Psalm 148, first three words. Praise the Lord. David wrote the psalm. It's kind of interesting for just a moment. What he knew about God and what we knew about God are kind of a little bit different. We know so much more. David knew Jehovah God, the God who had rescued him from the paw of the lion, the paw of the bear. He knew the God who had made him a king. But he didn't really clearly see the life of Jesus like you and I have. He didn't really see that the Messiah was going to a cross to die for our sin, shame, and brokenness. He had never realized there was going to be a Pentecost Sunday when God the Father was going to send the Holy Spirit. So when David wrote this, but when we read it thousands of years later, we have so much more insight. So it says, praise the Lord. And what are we doing? We're praising God for sending his son Jesus for us. We're praising the Lord for um, sending his son to a cross. So that our sin and shame can be forgiven. And those of us who have crossed the line of faith, who have given all that we know of ourselves to all that we know of Jesus, those of us who have done that, we realize that the Holy Spirit lives within us. And we have his power in us. And so David begins, praise the Lord. And then I just want to take you through a couple of important things here in the psalm. The next uh, verse says this, praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. So what's David talking about here? He's talking about angels and heavenly hosts. He's talking about a different world that's praising God. You see, we can't see it with our physical eyes, angels and demons. We can't see the heavenly hosts with our physical eyes. But there's a spiritual reality going on that's always 24-7 praising God. And David starts there. He starts there. I want to go back to a couple slides we had last year. Last week we had a caravan return home and 130 kids had spent uh, time praising God. And the speaker at that event actually talked about this idea that there are angels in heaven praising God. And we had kids. We have uh, uh, three slides here we want to show you. There's some caravan kids praising God in one way. And we have another slide. And then we have one more yet. Um, praising God. And uh, there's a lot of ways to praise God. Even in this room on a Sunday, there's a lot of ways to praise God. I look around and some of you are raising a hand. Some of you are raising two hands. Some of you are clapping. Some of you are singing. Some of you, I walk in the back and you're going, boy, that was an old hymn. That has deep meaning to me. I teach our uh, worship leaders uh, 
that uh, when I'm praising God the deepest, my hands are in my pocket, my head is down, and I probably quit singing. Now, that's one way to praise God. As a wrestling coach, as the meat got more and more intense, and as the um, wrestling got more and more close, and it was a lead match, some coaches are up yelling, screaming, all of that. The more intense it got as a wrestling coach for me, the more quiet I got, the more was going inside. And so we understand both kinds of things going on in a room as we praise God. The angels praise God in their way. We get to praise God in our way, whatever that looks like. Verse 3. David does something interesting here. He says, Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the sky. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. Praise the Lord. David reminds us that uh, God's creation praises him. I have the nature pathway. One of the ways I connect with God is just by being uh, in nature, like Jeff was talking about going to Colorado and looking at the lakes and looking at the mountains and looking at the stars. It's one of my pathways. And what David is reminding us here is when there's a beautiful sunset, that's of praise to God. When there's a starry night, that's of praise to God. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye shining stars. Praise him in the clouds. Praise him. Emily, uh, Alice has taught so often that a tree praises God by being a tree. What a concept. That when creation operates the way God designed, they praise, the creation praises God. My daughter Emily were in uh, Haiti in March. And one, the last night we were there, starlit night, very little light at that part of Haiti, very little electricity. We went and laid on our backs on the driveway for an hour and a half and just watched the stars. And we saw several shooting stars. And we saw the beauty of a clear night in Haiti and we had a great talk. And that those stars were praising God. And that draws praise out of us. And if especially if you have the nature pathway, it's like you can almost not go into the mountains or go into nature or go for a walk and not be praising God. And then David goes another place. I'm just kind of showing you where David goes in Psalms 198. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds. Praise the Lord. You ever had a storm moving in? And it's just, and the weather forecast is terrible, and you go out and the wind starts to pick up, and you just go for a walk out in the storm. And what happens inside you, some of you? It's like, wow, God is big. God is powerful. God is great. So in the month of July, I too was in Colorado, and we have a picture of just the mountains in Colorado. And that's one view, but there were a couple of times where just a big storm moved in. And the psalmist David is saying, whether it's sunny or stormy, when nature operates, it points to God. It points to God. Um, and then he talks about the animals. And so we have a picture of a Colorado creature here. That's a marmot. And uh, we were on Trail Ridge Road with my grandchildren, and we went climbing up to the peak at Trail Ridge Road, and there was a little marmot. And... Uh, 
Even the animals, when they do what the animals do, they praise God. They praise God. Now it turns to people. Now it turns to people. It says this, King of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and maidens, old men and children, pretty much covers everyone, let them praise the name of the Lord. So David works his way from the angels to creation to the animals in the sea depths, and now he gets to people. And he says, let people praise the name of the Lord. Again, we have a slide from uh, Colorado, the kids praising God. Uh, You and I have that opportunity. And when we praise God, we are joining the angels. And David thought it was so important that he started the last five psalms with, praise the Lord. He goes on, he says, He has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his saints of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. And a horn there is a symbolic way to say the name of Christ. But what I want to do for a moment is jump into the New Testament and take you to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Because here's what I want you to hear this morning. Michael already said it. And it's so incredibly important. What does praise of the Lord look like for you and me? Here it is. Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Start again. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of what you know about God. What do you know about God? You know he's merciful. You know he's forgiven your sins. You know he's taken your guilt away. You know he died on a cross for you. In view of what you know about God, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, moment by moment. And what is that? That's worship. Now, I want you to think about this. When we offer God our lives, and this is so subtle, so let's say, let's say you've got a, a baby. Let's say the baby we baptized this morning. And he gets up in the middle of the night and he needs to be fed and he needs his diaper changed. And let's say you get up and you whisper in your heart, this work I'm doing to love my son, I do this for you, Jesus. What you've actually done is you've joined the worship of God in heaven in that moment. Now, for me, I wasn't that good at getting up in the middle of the night changing diapers. In fact, one night we had four, we, we had four of our kids in diapers at one time. And uh, one night my wife woke me up and said something to me. I didn't quite get it. So I got out of bed and I went downstairs and I started taking a shower because I thought it was morning. then she heard the kids keep crying and so then she had to go take care of the kids and then she had to come find her husband who's taking a shower in the middle of the night because he thinks it's morning. Now, we all have different skills of worship. But we have to think about this. Um, When you love an enemy, 
or when you feed the hungry or when you mentor a student. It's subtle. You can do it in your own power. You can simply whisper in your soul, this one's for you, Jesus. Or when I clean a bathroom. Or when I pick up some garbage I found along the river. Or when I give money to the cause of Christ. I can whisper in my heart, this one's for you, Jesus. And when I whisper that in my heart, I actually join the angels in heaven praising God. I go to Haiti. I go to Mozambique. And I serve the poor there. Or I go to Walnut Neighborhood and I serve the poor there. Or how about this? I take criticism tomorrow in a gracious way. Some of you are in roles. I talked to a couple of you before the service. You're in roles where you take public criticism. Often. You take more than you deserve. And you take more than's true. But what if you take that public criticism and you do it with grace and kindness and the fruit of the Spirit? And then you say, this one's for you, Jesus. And what's happening? You're joining the angels in praising God. Even on a Sunday. We've got people sitting in here who will go park cars in a few minutes. And you're out there parking cars or you're rocking a baby or you're running the soundboard and the computer up in the booth. And you simply whisper, this one's for you, Jesus. And what's happening? You're joining the angels in heaven in praising God. Doug Tinson lately has been on a theme. He's our normal host in here. He's been on a theme, and his theme has been, uh, tell people why. He's, he's always, when we're, we're in our teaching team, he's going, we have to remember that we have to tell people why we worship God, why we praise God, why we want to grow in Christ, why we read the Bible. He's on this thing. Why, why, why? So this is an answer to Doug's question. Why praise and worship God? And we've got it on a slide, the great why question. A traditional, truth-filled answer that's stuck with me for years is why do we do it? For the glory of God, for the sake of others, and for the abundance of my own soul. Why do we follow Christ? Why do we whisper, this one's for Jesus? Why do we change a child and uh, stay up all night with a sick kid? Why do we love our neighbor and take cookies to the new family? And Why do we put uh, money in the offering plate? Why? For the glory of God, for the sake of others, and for the abundance of my own soul. I hope you've experienced that. I hope as you've praised God, both in a worship setting, but also in a, uh, in a way of saying, this one's for you, Jesus. I hope you felt that I'm glorifying God. I'm caring for others, whether they deserve it or not. And I feel my own soul growing. For the abundance of my own soul. We took uh, staff to Rocky a week ago. A lot of our young staff, we had about 15 staff out there helping 3,000 kids take next steps towards Jesus. Among the 3,000 kids, hundreds of kids did to make a first-time commitment to Jesus Christ. Hundreds. Across the two auditoriums. And uh, a lot of our younger staff were were backstage making things happen. Some of the staff, Michael and some of the staff who are normally out here, were simply backstage making things happen. And I hope they were whispering, this one's for you, Jesus. This one's for you. I'm going to pray. Let's pray together. Father, we get the chance in our lives to worship you.
We get to worship you when we come together. We do it in song. We do it in prayer. We do it in our offering. But then tomorrow morning, on Monday morning, when some of us go to work, we get the chance to worship you in other ways. And when we go home this afternoon, we get the chance to worship you in other ways. And Father, I would just pray that we would sense your presence in our everyday lives and that we would be whispering in our souls, this one's for you, Jesus. This one's for you. Help it be true. Help it happen often. Help us realize when it does that we're joining the angels in heaven to worship you with our lives and that it really makes a difference to you to others, and to the abundance of our own soul. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm 150, the last. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to sing a couple more songs. But as you're standing, listen to this psalm, Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for surpassing greatness. Praise him with trumpet, harp, lyre, tambourine, dancing, strings, flute, and the clash of cymbals. Praise him. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord in this song and in your life this afternoon and tomorrow.